Hello, listeners. Anne Landers here. Would you like to see Deer Pod live? Well, you're in luck. Deer Pod is coming to you live at the Fulton Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So hop on your horse and buggy and come out for some laughs on Sunday, March 1st at 7 p.m. For tickets and info, you can visit their website at thefulton.org or give them a buzz, 717-394-7133. And hey, while you're there, come and see me play God in Act of God from February 13th to March 8th. It'll be a barn-raising good time. Now go scratch! Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. Dear Ann Landers, my son got married Dear Ann Landers, we're very happy. Dear Ann Landers, wife and four families seen a woman. Dear Abby, she thinks way too She had to get married. Dear Pod. Burger King in years. I haven't eaten at McDonald's in years. Now I know you can't say the same thing Stop as it. I witnessed you. <laughs> I witnessed you unhinge your jaw and slide a fillet of fish down it after saying, "I just want a diet coke." I did just want a diet coke. However, something <laughs> happens on a road trip where I'm like, "No, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'll just have some pro. I'll have some chicken and a side of rice. Oh, maybe I'll have that burger with that diet coke." And- I obviously have to have some fries and maybe some nuggets to go with that or maybe the apple pie. I don't know, but I'm still in the best shape of my life and I can still <laughs> I want That's a what happened. t-shirt that says that on the back. I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> That's what happened when we came back from Lancaster, where we were going to Lancaster and on the way back, I was like, I am out of control. I don't even want, it's like I don't even want it. It's the things that you justify when you're on a road trip, though. You're like, well, this is a strange experience. I'm never on the road driving to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. When am I ever going to be here again? It's time for a Whopper. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you, though, that I will never be in the car and say, I think I'll have I think I'll have ice cream from any of those places, because unless I see that there's a rest stop immediately after saying thank you. And closing the window, I will probably, it probably won't end well. in a Chevrolet. <laughs> it's kind of like, it'll be like one of those bank robbers when they steal like all the money and then the the, the die explodes. That is exactly <laughs> what would happen. It just goes, <laughs> thanks so much for the flurry. <laughs> and just like all over. Anyway. Well, I always wanted tinted windows. <laughs> I just thought Are that they'd be on the outside. Reality? What? Do you have a dairy allergy? Probably. But you've it, never checked it out. I mean, I no. No, I didn't. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, yes, Pat, yes. <laughs> You're just assuming? Well, based on experience, yeah. Like, it, it just Assuming makes an ass out of your ass, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the same. Wow, you're Is smart today. I'm wicked smart. Oh my god! In Pennsylvania, I'm way smarter. When I have to I call into you, yes. Um, wait, so so you've never been to a gastroenterologist for these things? People just assume that they have these certain allergies. Well, I do have. Um, are we, wow, we're, well, I I have a small case of the irritable bowel syndrome. Now, but, who diagnosed that? I did. 
<laughs> you know, my Jules has the same diagnosis, a self-diagnosis of IBS. Well, I mean, it's the best kind of diagnosis. It is, because you don't have to pay a copay for it. That's right. No, actually, I went to someone and they told me about it. Okay, so because I've been trying to get him to go to a gastroenterologist because right now everything he claims he has is a self-diagnosed issue. Mm -hmm. Well, they do say pay attention to what you eat. Yeah, well, last week he had the Benz, so he's working his way through the alphabet. The, the thing is, growing up, we've had an awful lot of medical shows. So, I mean, after watching... <laughs> <laughs> I blame Trapper Gray John MD, even MASH. We can diagnose our own things. Dr. Quinn, I mean, she didn't even have a hospital, right? And I watched Scrubs, which explains why I keep misdiagnosing myself. I thought I was blind for a week. <laughs> See? <laughs> Very helpful. ER? Wait, was it Dr. Quinn medicine woman in the, like, the Amazon or something? Wait, is that the one with Jane Seymour? No, yeah. she's like in the... Uh, She's like the wild frontier or some shit. Yeah, she's in like the jungle or something. No, I don't think it was the jungle. It was like the Oregon Trail. But I did like to know if she would hawk her jewelry from Jared's or whatever, that forever diamond or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> she's like, Listen. I'm sorry you're dying of dysentery, but your <laughs> wife would love the swan necklace. <laughs> Dr. Quinn has her own QVC line. In town. She's the worst doctor, but she's the best jewelry in town. <laughs> Listen, if I'm trying to cure a gout, I'm going to do so with a fabulous statement necklace. <laughs> Nobody in your village has turquoise, do they? Sorry to hear about your mom, but I have this wonderful <laughs> tennis bracelet. Dr. Quinn lines with QVC. <laughs> this has to be a thing that existed. If you think I'm not getting off this phone and Googling it, you're wrong. <laughs> well, hi. Hi there, friends. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, William Taft. <laughs> well, hello. Uh, I'm back from the dead. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm Debbie Dave Allen. Frosted. Choreography oh, to the stars. Here. Taft and Allen together <laughs> again. <laughs> Who would have thought? And here's a fun thing. We're not only coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch, but we are also coming to you from Amish country, Pennsylvania. Can I hear it? Can, can oh. I hear it? Oh. No, really. Can oh. I? Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is going well. Oh. <laughs> Hit the thing with the thing. Uh, ooh. Eee. Ah. Pineapple wrench. Can I hear it? Can. What's happening? Can. Ooh. ooh. Did you... Where's this video? Where do you, do we have anything? Did you not hear it at all? No, I don't hear shit. <laughs> I can't hear shit. What did he play? Oh did you play it? Yes. Then you probably don't understand anything that I was saying then. No, <laughs> because what was it, it was like it was a very slow clap. So it was like oh. clap and then nothing. I 
and then clap, and then you'd say something. I forgot what you said. And that's when I was like, it sounded like someone just slapped a bare butt cheek. And that's when I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, not. And it's like, this is like being on the phone with my mom. <laughs> This podcast the, the, the is going to be 30 minutes of me going, huh? What? Did he play it? Is there anything? What is what? it? Meanwhile, I'm responding to like? everything that he just put out there. What okay. you have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. <laughs> I'm so laughing. I didn't hear anything of you saying it sounds like someone's slapping a fair butt cheek. <laughs> That's why I was responding in the fact I thought you were totally going with it for a second. Then I'm like, wait a minute. She's not she's not getting it. I really okay. <laughs> This is the best podcast ever. It really is. Oh, that's the best way to start a Sunday. I can't tell you. I'm already like crying laughing in my pajamas. This is how I'm meant to live my life. I guess so. Uh, oh my god, yes. So, um, in case you didn't know, because of the sound, I am calling in from Amish Country, Pennsylvania, where I'm currently playing God at the Fulton Theater until March 8th. You can try to get tickets, but the only ones available are the ones on the extension. So the first week of March is the best bet if you're looking for tickets. And hey, if you, if you are, don't hit me up for them. I don't have your answers. I don't know anything about box officing. But hey, what you can do is call the box office to get tickets to see Deer Pod live Sunday, March 1st at 7 p.m. at the Fulton Theater. Can I hear it again? Slap the ass. <laughs> okay, I heard it now. <laughs> now that I know what I'm listening for. <laughs> That's good. That's a good sound. Well, I'm glad you got it the second time because it was important on the first one. It takes a while to hear the ass slap, but once you do, you'll never not hear it. It's like a 3D picture. It's like you're actually just slapping the hole. Anyway, I'm I'm glad it stopped clapping as soon as I said that. The the echo on that would have been major. Yeah. Oh, so now that I'm done being a five-year-old, please follow us on all your socials. You know the drill. At DeerPodOfficial. That's your Twitter, your Instagram, your face place. Uh, Check out our sexy little website where we have all of our episodes posted up there. That's DeerPodOfficial.com. And tell them where they can send their listener mail questions via vintage email, Patty. DeerPodOfficial at gmail.com. And please be on the lookout for our Instagram story slash questions, which we try to do every week. Check us out. (laughs) Send us a little tidbit, a little question. Please frame it in in a question form because that helps. Statements statements are not questions. I don't know how to respond to that. It makes me very uncomfortable. I don't know what to do with that. Do I turn it into my own question? Do I make it up? Do I wear a hat? Do I wear a dress when I'm responding? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> do I stop? Do I get the fillet of fish? Do I get the diet coke to offset the fillet of fish while I'm traveling? I don't know. Do I put it on a diaper while I'm driving at the rest stop? I don't know. Do I have the ice cream soda? I don't know. 
when I, I order know. on this touch screen, will I have to burn my hands afterwards because I'm ordering on a touch screen in a McDonald's and I don't know what the hell is on this screen and what people have touched before touching this screen? And let me tell you about the touch screen. I am having a hard time getting my words out. So once again, I've encountered at McDonald's the lack of awareness of what iced black coffee is. Because even in their illustrations, it's not black. <laughs> you mean in the pictures of the touchscreen, like Correct. the iPad? Now, if I have had to suffer through burning off my fingerprints in order to like touch that screen, I assume that when I'm looking for an iced black coffee, there'll be some representation up there. Uh-huh. But yet somehow, black coffee, I think you can get it just regular black coffee, but for some reason, iced black coffee... It's like it's like throwing like water on a computer. It shorts the whole system out. They don't know how to do it. <laughs> then next thing you get, you get something with whipped cream on it. And I'm like, well, this isn't going to go well if I actually just don't fight this because then I'm just going to fight my pants when I get But that's car. your own personal way of retaliation. What do you mean? Your body. If, if, you, if they are not capable of giving you an iced black coffee, the best way to get even is to let them serve you dairy and right. be like, well, I'm going to show you. But that's, it's not really if I'm going to just get back into my car and then I'm no, just going to bank robber it and then I'm going to explode in my car. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'll I teach you it. a lesson and then explode. I'm going to shit all over my car when exactly. now I'm going to drive away. Yes. No, but you stick around. You just wait long enough to drop a turd in the middle of a McDonald's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and then you peace out. I like the fact that you think it's just going to be a single dog poop. (laughs) No, I anticipate an explosion, an explosion. But but just, you know, stick around a little while longer. You know, I think this is a good segue into our topic for today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shitting in the middle of a floor, this week's topic is dining. Dining. Restaurant culture. I put culture. dining slash food. Okay. I into think the I, search engine. Yes, I think I did dining, dining out, food, takeout, delivery, DiGiorno. A, a plethora of words to, to generate something from from Abigail the dining Demiron. theme. Right. I have never had a DiGiorno. I have. And? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Did you go back to delivery after that? <laughs> I think I did. I did. I mean, you know what? I grew up on Tombstone and, you know, don't, <gasps> don't dress up a pig. And tell me it's, you know, I don't know. I grew up on Elio's. I don't know what that is. Are you kidding me? Is this like a New England thing? Elio's pizza was a small individual square pizza that came in a metal tin and it welded itself to the bottom and the sides. So technically, while you were eating pizza, you only ate the center because the rest of it stuck to the sides and you had to scrape it with a spork to try to get it off the sides. And that was a crusty good end bit, but they sold I metal on Elio's like what a metal um, tinfoil. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. If they sold metal, that would have been even smarter. And this you know, is a in the heavy 80s, pizza. It was intense. Technically. I feel like half the homes in new England were built on Elio's pizza. 
So should we do it? Should we go in? Let's on go our dining deep in dining. Let's call ahead and make a reservation or let's just do a walk in right now to our fabulous dining theme. Why don't you kick us off? All right. This is from the Ottawa Citizen, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. January 14th, 1976. It was a Wednesday. Poutine. That's Canada. That's disgusting. If you've ever had poutine. <laughs> we'll, we'll bleep it out. Okay. Dear Abby, I don't know why the lady was upset because her husband ate lunch at a topless restaurant. What difference does it make where he gets his appetite as long as he comes home to eat? Signed, Broad-Minded. <gasps> Dear Broad, Maybe she's afraid he'll work up such a hunger at the restaurant that he'll go back for dinner. Saucy. Wait, Saucy. this woman went right in. So clearly this was a response to another male question. <laughs> right. right, Like she just came right in from the side. There was no lube. I wasn't prepared for you to say topless restaurant. I wasn't ready for anything of what just fell out of your face. I, first of all, can you imagine being a dancer at a topless restaurant and watching some slob eat spaghetti while you're like, you know, dropping it like it's hot like seven times in a row? That's definitely a buffet place. And then and what it's if definitely, it's a strip club that comes with a buffet, like in Vegas. I don't want that. Because what if, <laughs> like, like, you already have like a G string on. And like, what if his like hot meatball rolls onto the stage and you're dropping like, like it's hot and you got like a third degree burn in your vagina because you just squatted on top of that hot meatball. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of the strip strip club, hot meatballs. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a gimmick. And if it means that you offer a buffet to your clients and they can shovel, uh, you know, carrot squares in their their <laughs> mouth while they're watching some chick whip out her tatas so be it but my um, my other question is so from my limited knowledge of a, a female strip club but i did see hustlers so a lot of the times the ladies <laughs> are walking around soliciting themselves for private dances and whatnot so if you have like a salad bar or potato bar or whatever and there are people just lined up with their plates <laughs> And then Jennifer Lopez comes up and her like lace teddy and is like, hey, you want a private dance? And you've got four plates of food. It seems like <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. It seems like something's out of place. It's like a it's like a highlights magazine. Like, why is there a bike in the tree? Why is there a salad bar next to Jennifer Lopez? I don't understand. Well, first of all, um, my issue with the buffet is that it always smells like shitty steamed broccoli. So think about the smell of your establishment. But clearly, whoever came up with this business model, which it does exist, is thinking, if I offer them food, they're going to stay longer. But after you shovel your gullet full of, you know, biscuits and shit from from Cracker Barrel, isn't like a naked person the last thing you want to see right in front of you, like as you're emitting grease from your body? I definitely will not want to look at a naked woman. Well, anytime, but I knew, yeah. Especially after I'm I'm done eating like clams casino. <laughs> because that's what's on the bars there. But can you imagine the, the girl that is standing there, the guy's just finished, and now he's just like passing gas and burping, and you have to just oh. it, and like since there's like a obviously like a fan to blow your hair like you're in a Mariah Carey video, now you're just smelling everything that's coming out of Jabba and his friends. 
Oh, and you know I you know I mean? how people react to a buffet in general. People always go overboard at a buffet and they have zero control. Uh, I was in Vegas once and I was I went to the buffet once. I am not a person where a buffet is a buffet is lost on me. Me too. We don't take multiple trips up. I don't want a sampling from like China and then seafood. No. And I have a real issue with mixing my genres of food. Yeah, I don't want the Ellis Island of food. I don't want it. Yeah, exactly. I don't I want don't. to have to stamp mix. a passport yeah. and then get baked ziti it's not and good then go over body. and get a baked potato. Yeah. It's not good for your body. It's it's the bad food combination diet. Nope. Your body's racist and it's, <laughs> it doesn't like to mix its ethnicities. You know, it's not a melting pot. My stomach is not a melting pot. It's melting, but it's not. <laughs> it likes to be able to go with one theme. If I'm going Italian, great. French, stay in that zone. If I'm mm-hmm. just having a crepe, amen. Mm-hmm. But don't blend the, the um, internationalities in my body. But I went to this buffet once in Vegas and, um, this said everything I needed to know about Vegas and about America and about buffets in general. There was like a, an 80 year old woman next to me and she was by this big bread basket and her 40 something year old daughter came beelining out of nowhere with a plate full of crab claws, like to the top, because they think that this is the luxe thing that they're going to get on this buffet. And as this woman had the pincers in her hand and was just trying to get a roll out of this bread basket, the 40-year-old woman slaps it out of the 80-year-old woman's head and she goes, what's the matter with you? Don't fill up on bread. <laughs> and that's everything you need to know about a buffet in America. I Most people are like, oh, a buffet, I love it. A buffet to me is like, um, if it's offered, it's like basically like, why don't you just offer me like a serial killer with two severed heads in his hands? Cause like, that's the, that's the last place I want to go is where there are children next to open oh. food, where the sneeze guard is at that eye level and a child is at balls level. They sneeze right in. Therefore the sneeze guard doesn't apply. Oh my God. Which this would have driven you crazy. I went to the Lancaster Amish market, central market the other day, which is your place of high anxiety. Well, that's because that's where the assault happened. <laughs> that's where, and listeners, if you don't know, go back. You should be binging our episodes at this point. But Patty was assaulted by a guy who looked like Gary Busey in the Lancaster Amish market. <laughs> Twice. I think it's the best way for me to summarize it. Twice. It Twice. needs to he be found stated. you again. Twice. Yeah. There was a shoulder poking incident. Mm. Things happened. So I was in the market and... All, the market is just a big open courtyard, essentially, with a bunch of, it's a farmer's market. So they have all the vegetables and fruits and everything just out on display. And a guy right in the middle of it, open mouth sneezed without covering his face. Oh. Right by the potatoes and leeks. Well, I won't eat either one, so that's fine. I ran screaming. And now I need for like two weeks to pass before I go back in there. <laughs> Because you don't know if, like, the mucus is rotated. Yeah. It's like a but hot luckily, dog at 7-Eleven. Yeah, you don't know. And I was like, ooh. Ironically, I was looking at their specific leaf lettuces. Oh. And and that's done now. It's done. Yeah. They they lost my job because of one open mouth sneeze. I felt the same way when I saw those mice running around that Taco Bell in the village once. And I was like, that's <gasps> it. I never want to eat there again. It has since closed, obviously. 
oh, do you ever eat it somewhere in New York and it's so good and you like it so much and then out of nowhere you walk by and they've got like a B or C rating in the window all of a sudden? No, I have never done that. And, and then I'm like, ooh, do I choose to close my eyes to this? Do I want to stay ignorant? If I bite into something and it screams, then maybe. Maybe I'll give it a second chance. With all dining establishments in New York, I'm on a don't ask, don't tell policy. It, that's smart. The Very better, smart. the more you don't know, the happier you're going to be. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. The more you don't know, shooting star. Look, we already have to accept a lot of things eating at establishments in New York. Mainly the big thing is our tables and chairs are so jammed close together. You could be in the middle of a fine dining experience, which once I was, and somebody was seated next to me, and their ass, in order to sit down at their table, their ass grazes your face. Yes, and over your food. And you're like, I'm at per se. <laughs> I'm on like the fifth really expensive uh, meal or whatever, like they have courses. Yeah, the fifth, like, really expensive course. And then they seat somebody next to my table, ass and backpack in face. Well, I don't know. Which about I that. guess brings us back to the buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the strip buffet. Yeah, if you're in the mood for ass, here it is at per se. Just go to New York. If you want ass in face <laughs> to accompany your steamed broccoli. We've got the place I do for it you. For twenty one ninety nine at Flappy's on Route twenty one. Wow! In and Vegas, <laughs> bearing the lead well, with the name. Flappies. It's funny that you um, bring up nudes and dining because I have a very similar article. Mm. Believe it or not, this seems to be a theme. Do this tell. one comes. From the Rapid City Journal of Rapid City, South Dakota, January 22nd, 1976. The title, Dining Room Decorated with Centifolds, is Obscene. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, what's your opinion of two 50-year-old men who share a beautiful apartment and have decorated their dining room with centerfolds from the bodiest girly magazines? Some of the pictures are of women and men completely nude with everything showing, including pubic hair. I am not comfortable when invited there for dinner. Last night, my dinner companion was a Catholic priest. I ate, <laughs> this has to be fake. I ate very little and ended up with indigestion. Am I square? Any advice? Sign a blusher. Dear B. If you're square, that makes two of us. I would not accept a second dinner invitation to a home with obscene wallpaper in the dining room. And don't let anybody tell you that garbage is art. Ask the host to put you back on their guest list when they redecorate their dining room and be candid about your feelings. Tell them flat out the wallpaper is offensive to you and spoils your appetite. Another kielbasa, Father Kelly? <laughs> Mmm, <laughs> relish. Oh, God. <laughs> wait a minute. Father so wait. Kelly's red hot. She's good. <laughs> why would you? Okay, I think I was like, is this real? Because I feel like this was their way of seeing if if Ann Landers would print pubic hair in the newspaper. 
just those words. I feel like that was a challenge set forth by somebody. Well, but the idea of a decoupaged dining room of just shitty playboy and playgirl. Well, it was guys. It was two 50 year old guys are living together and their shared dining room is wallpapered with like hustler pictures. I feel like this might have been my brother if he didn't get married. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There are two single men in their 50s. Yes. Living together. Yes. <laughs> like Felix and Oscar. Right. But raunchy. Right. So already I have a couple flags on the play. <laughs> so there are two straight men living together. And they have now decoupaged their dining room, which I don't think any straight man has done. And it's not just like nudie pics of like, oh, here's like, I don't know, whatever famous nude person there would be in a Playboy magazine. But just like hustler, like penetration, just like sweaty pictures and just like reflections of the, the flashbulb on the nipples and just like just intense rough sex. Uh, But this is also men and women. And bear in mind, this is the seventies. So we're talking a very um, natural look going on here as you are sitting and think about even just having breakfast there in the morning, just an average day. You're waking up, you're having your coffee, you're eating Cheerios. You want to sit and look at some, some natural people surrounding you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of hair on the walls. Well, imagine if you had to babysit. And your sister's kid was dropped off. And you're like, well, let's have let's have breakfast in the um no. Outside. I guess we're gonna go to outside. McDonald's today. <laughs> Yay. I mean Wow. I don't know. I'm still stuck on the two fifty year old men living together. And I'm stuck on the priest. But who isn't? I have. <laughs> I'm still laughing at more kielbasa, Father Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) They only eat phallic foods. Who wants some zucchini? I think that the fact that they have naked women and men means that they're two closeted homosexuals and they thought it'd be fun and kitschy, but they're also really interested. They're only interested in men, but they thought it'd be okay and throw people off their scent by putting nude women on the walls. I know this. They invite the priest. Well, he certainly didn't invite himself over. What priest is like, I'll be over for dinner at seven. But wait, did the is your son home? bring a priest with them? Uh, well, I'm sure. I have more questions. Well, and then you know what's in your friend's house. Am I, like, you know, if like, you, you know, if you have a friend who's into leather and you know his house is filled with leather, like it's a dungeon, you're probably not going to be like, mom, do you want to go to Tony's house for dinner? <laughs> Like, know your audience. Yeah. What's wrong with... That's a very strange dog that Tony has. That's not his dog. That's his husband who's walking around on a leash in a car. (laughs) All I can think of is the scene from Birdcage where they're eating on the dishware that has the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Are they wrestling? There's two... There's two men on here. It looks like they're playing leapfrog. (laughs) Oh, but my bowl has women. Does your bowl have women? One of the best scenes ever. Oh, give me another one. 
All right. This is from The Independent from Long Beach, California, August 31st, 1976. Dear Abby, ever since my wife got pregnant, she's been craving Argo laundry starch. She's what? Been, she's been eating an awful lot of it and says that it calms her nerves. I'm afraid that all that laundry starch might hurt my wife or her unborn baby, but she insists it's harmless. How would you feel, Abby, if someone you loved ate laundry starch by the box? Signed, Harvey in Waycross, Georgia. There you go. Dear Harvey. Oh, my God. Dear Harvey, I'd be worried stiff. Insist that she tell her doctor about this craving. That's all she's got. But she's funny. Wow. She's funny about it. I'd be worried yeah, stiff. She, she's drink she's eating starch. She yeah, is a comedian. See, you see what she did there? Abby, yeah. take this on the road. Suddenly she's writing for Comedy Central <laughs> and she doesn't seem the least bit concerned over the fact that a pregnant woman is having a buffet of starch. You know, you invite her on the Sid Caesar comedy show once and now she's <laughs> writing jokes. And she thinks her name is Shecky, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, this woman is over there pouring, <laughs> dusting her Rice Krispies with with an item that could easily kill her and her child. Is this a purposeful thing like that um, revolutionary road? Oh, I never saw that. It's a Ooh, little bit like nine to five when she thought it was skinny and sweet, but really it was rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time she's like, oh, I thought that was Splenda. <laughs> How do you definitely get that? had a weird aftertaste. How do you get that craving? Like you're just doing shirts and you're just like, God, I wonder what that tastes like. What is that, fun well, dip? No. Look at the kids who are eating Tide Pods. What is this? I, why are, but why are they eating Tide Pods? Why are you They're so hungry? They're doing it to get high. How do you get high off so, of detergent? Where remember that, getting... that thing? It was, it was like a trend that was going on where kids were like just ingesting Tide Pods. There's something about laundry detergent that now I'm going to have to try. I'm, I'm just really <laughs> curious because I thought that it was just like you just get high from sniffing something. And by swallowing something in plastic with soap, you just get clean. So I don't understand yeah. how you get high off of it. Unless you get that high off of being really clean, like people who are aggressive wipers. Like I am high because my hiney is very clean now. <laughs> It's chafed though, and I haven't been able to sit for about three weeks. Eating laundry, not detergent. What is it? Um, starch. 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 Well, it is a starch. I thought starch just came in a spray. I think. What year was this? Seventy-six. Wasn't it in like a powder form? Oh. Like a grain. Would you just maybe put it on your clothes like, and then... Maybe she was like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow. I feel like she's ahead of some weird dietary curve here. And Gwyneth Paltrow's like, I find that if I have one cup of starch... This is Blythe Danderous Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I find that if I have one cup of starch in the morning, it actually props my neck up and can hold my wig on top of my head because it's so much weight on my L4 and L5. This scarf is so heavy. I think what my mom is trying to say is that <laughs> when I was struggling as an actress and I was trying to audition for my for my godfather's movie, Steven Spielberg, 
I was just like every other girl in that waiting room, just with like a, a dream and a prayer. And then when I was cast in that big budget film, just out of nowhere, and then was in my, my mother's Academy Award winner, Blythe Danner's movies after that. She's probably not. She can't be Academy Award winner, Blythe Danner. But I'm just like every right. other girl. With ten million in the bank and everything to lose, I walked in there knowing everybody in that casting office, and my godfather smiled while I said the lines wrong. <laughs> and I still got the gig. I don't know how it happened. It's like a modern day fairy tale. I'm just like you. I go to the supermarket, I give him my credit card for my seventy-five dollar bottle of mustard, and I leave. I mean, I'm just like you. I'm just like you. I have five hours to spare to steam my vagina in the morning. Just like you. I'm just like you. I make my <laughs> own tacos. I have my own field behind my house where I make anything that I could possibly come up with. I have a smokehouse. Everybody does in Manhattan. If you don't, then you're poor. I'm just like you. After a long day of work, I like to come home and relax and sit on my money chair while I pet my money dog and smoke my money cigarette, just like you. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is like that skeleton at Rite Aid around Halloween. <laughs> it's just like always there. No one wants to buy it. Everyone's like, okay. I see. It's ha- I guess it's Halloween. That's what Gwyneth Paltrow is to me. I guess we could prop her up in the corner, maybe scare a kid or two, at I, best. I don't know. If it's on sale, we'll get it. But I don't really want to spend money on that movie. And Gwyneth... around Christmas time, we'll just put a Santa hat on it. <laughs> that Gwyneth Paltrow skeleton movie accessory in your house. Does anybody want to see a Gwyneth anymore? No. I don't. But you know what I do want to do? Give you another article from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> January 20th, 1996. This is 10 years almost to the day after that other article I just read. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty much. 10 years apart. This is a little bit different. Food Stealer turns her life around. Dear Ann Landers, my food stealing days are over. I appreciate those letters you printed about folks who sneak food out of restaurants in pockets, plastic bags, and purses. I am a recovering compulsive overeater, food addict, and sneak eater, and was once a restaurant thief myself. After a lifetime of diet programs, yo-yo weight losses and gains, shame, pain, and guilt, I had to admit that I had an eating disorder. All I could think about was food. It was the center of my life. Food became my obsession, my addiction. Like a junkie, I did whatever I could get away with to have my fix, sneaking out whatever leftover food I could find in restaurants and stuffing it into my pockets and purse. I had turned into a food shoplifter and was fortunate not to have been caught. Five years ago, a dear friend who had noticed this compulsive behavior lovingly encouraged me to attend an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. And I am thankful I had the courage to go to that first OA meeting. I no longer steal food, nor do I eat more than I need. I now know I won't starve if I don't take extra food home. I live with faith, dignity, and gratitude for so much of my life today. I am also maintaining a sane and healthy weight. I hope my letter will help others. Please print it. Ooh, signed relieved in Maryland. (laughs) She didn't even say dear relieved. She just goes in. Your letter will help others. You can count on it. 
I have been a supporter of Overeaters Anonymous for many years and have been thanked time and time again by readers who took my advice, joined OA, and let me know it changed their lives. For those who see themselves in my column today, my address is Overeaters Anonymous, P.O. Box 44020, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. New Mexico, eight four eight seven one seven four. That's the first time I read that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's called preparation when you're multitasking. Um, I, I I got this for a couple different reasons. Well, people stealing things from restaurants. I just want to state in this very public forum that my grandmother used to steal Chinese food teacups from the Royal Hawaiian in Burlington, Massachusetts. Oh. I don't know why. Why She never drank tea, but she liked the teacups. <laughs> and, she, and she would do it every time. She had like entire place settings from the Royal Hawaiian. You'd go in and be like, why do you have a poo-poo platter in here? <laughs> you never know. You never know. It's like you only know how to boil potatoes. I don't know what, why we need a lazy Susan. Everybody needs a lazy with... Susan, so you have someone to complain about at dinner. Oh, Why I is love Susan lazy so Susan. lazy? Pick yourself up, Susan. <laughs> Why Susan? Who came up with that? Lazy Suzanne, her sexier friend. Well, no, that's in the South. I'm lazy Suzanne. Welcome to my restaurant. Isn't a lazy Susan that thing that just spins on your table? Yeah. It's the laziest way to get from point A to point B. And yes, my family has a lazy Susan in the middle of their table. Now, is it just like a, it's just a rotating rack, right? And is that like a condiment rack or is that like. No, no, it's in the middle of, I mean, well, there's two different lazy Susans. Okay, go. There's the lazy Susan. Oh, no, wait, maybe I'm, yeah, a lazy Susan that can be built into your kitchen cabinets. Like when you open it up and there's like. Oh, well, Almost that's coming. that's normal. That's not lazy. That's practical. That's a practical that's just, Susan. That's practical Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm practical Susan. And here's my sister, lazy Susan. We don't talk about her anymore. She can barely get her ass off the couch and into family parties. She's wearing sweats and I'm wearing a sensible pantsuit. <laughs> we should show up as lazy and practical <laughs> Susan for just one Halloween party. Uh, a food stealer of of things. Now, I also wonder if this like, like, did they just was were they taking it from restaurants off other people's plates? That I think would be a little bit more noticeable because she just stated that she's never been caught. So that if someone walked past my table, kind of like you and per se, if you got like a an, a mouthful of ass, you'd know it. So I would know <laughs> yes. if someone's creepy little dirty fingers were crawling on my plate and stealing like my broccoli or my. I don't know. My mouthful of ass was not on the menu for me tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, can you please, can you check this bill again? Because I did not order ass, although it was force fed to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I've always had a desire in restaurants to steal. When you get hungry enough, I'm like, what if I just walked up and took something off their plate? What uh, could you do? I normally don't watch other people's plates because I am immediately turned off by watching most people eat because they don't know how to isn't it awful i mean it's like chew with your mouth closed i'm begging you america i think my dog chews with her mouth closed and she still has better manners and she's well she's um, a lady and she's has you know paws 
Some people I eat dinner with, I'm like, is this the first? Did you just get a new tongue? I don't understand. Why? It's like watching it. Like, it's like watching my dog eat peanut butter. Like, why? What's happening? I it's, love. It's like, it's like what I can imagine in the Twilight Zone movie when they have the peanut butter and bubblegum hamburgers. Ooh. Just imagine that consistency. That's that's what that, that's what's in my mind when I think of people who chew with their mouth open. Oh my god, Patty, that reference <laughs> just sent me screaming back to my childhood, <laughs> and I know exactly what you're talking about. And now I have to look for it online and watch it because that scene, that scene, it had like a weird impact on me. Yep. It made me want to eat what they were eating and was like, I was appalled at the same time, which yep. really is, is how I live my diet these days. Yep. Where I'm like, I want to eat that, but I'm disgusted with myself at the same time. Yeah. Hence the drive through. Yeah. All circle back. Oh my God, I'm getting off the phone with you as soon right as now? this is over. And I'm... <laughs> what? Are you there? I was waiting to see if Jim would do the ass smack. <laughs> <laughs> Jim just checked his phone. Like, oh, did we lose the connection? <laughs> this is the best. The only power that I have from afar is the fake out. Is silence. <laughs> The fake out hang up. The, the power of well, silence. Well, hey, um, because of our current um, long distance situation and because we have no idea how to do a conference call yet at here, dear, here at Deer Pod, we are foregoing the mock report slash uh, wait a minute, which ironically, because the theme is food this week, we should kind of give a little call over there. But what are you going to do? Uh, instead, we are going to jump to... <gasps> Instagram mail. Instagram mail. You know, the best part is we're not supposed to overlap so that we can hear each other talk. So there was some hesitation in that song. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe we'll But it was still good nonetheless. We are good. We are hopping over to Instagram mail. Yes. We asked our listeners this week, our followers, to give us any questions that they may have regarding food and dining. A dining experience, things that you like, dislike. And, of course, we got about 20 bots saying, hey, follow my page. Gee, hey, dear pod, I enjoy your content. DM me. Oh, I'll DM But we sifted way. through all the crap. We took a, uh, a colander and we found the nuggets, the little uh, three nuggets amongst a pile of shitty sand. Wow. So, and be careful. Uh, we have some Instagram mail this week. Where can they find us on the Instawebs? At our Dear Pod official Instagram page, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, every week we post Ask Us a Question, and it will be theme-related, so keep your eyes peeled for that. I hate that phrase, eyes peeled. Yes, that's disgusting. But you can also Whoop. find it, you can find these questions on our individual Instagram pages as well. Aaron's. What is Patrick. your handle, Patrick? Um, do you say I have love handles? Because I... <laughs> Really, this, this goes back into eating dysmorphia. The, body dysmorphia. Exactly. Um, mine is P-E-O-B-6254. I and probably I should simplify that. Erin Maguire Official. That is M-A-G-U-I-R-E Official. Jesus Christ, somebody spell my name right. I'm begging you. Well, if you'd spell it right, everyone else would. I'm trying. I am trying. Um, yes, so we have some Instawebs today 
regarding food, food topics. Uh, let's see. Tee us off with one of our Instagram questions. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. Here's a question from... Uh-oh. I'm going to go with Nancy with an I. Oh. How can any eat tongue? And I believe <laughs> what you said was... I'm assuming the word was anyone. How can anyone eat tongue? Was the question. And then Abby says, tongue, look, I can barely stand looking at fish on my plate that still has its eyeballs, let alone tongue. I may have wanted to rip a few out in my day, but I've never had the desire to go tongue to tongue with tongue. How can anyone eat tongue? Depends. Your tongue or someone else's. Be specific. If you're eating someone else's tongue, people enjoy it with onion, garlic, and bay leaves in a slow cooker. If you're eating your own tongue, you are likely having a stroke, in which case you may not technically be enjoying tongue. I I have 0.0 desire to eat tongue. I've seen Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I've seen it in, on, on ice, and there's nothing about it that makes me want to. I don't like. I don't even like to like bite. Like, think about biting your own tongue. Does that <gasps> bite into your tongue right now, Aaron. And now do it. Do it. Bite some wait. of it off. I now swallow it. When it comes to meat products and alternative meat products, I. I'm really, well, except for like, I love Beyond Burger now, I will say. I like any of the vegan burgers and stuff like that. But meat products, proper weird things like like bison and venison and all of that. I have zero, zero desire to experience brain. People feel like they have to eat an eyeball before they leave this earth. I don't understand. Who, who, who does? Um, My jewels. Look to your right. I'm assuming he is to your right. That man right there will always eat an alternative meat. Just to even say he did it. I, I don't will so. never. And look, here's the tea. An interesting topic that you and I are talking about food, as we both have a, a nice healthy dose of body dysmorphia. <laughs> I am weird with foods. But I, I beyond that, I mean, I don't understand why anybody would want to go in and be like, yes. This gray, slimy, terrifying-looking, odd-shaped meat. I'll try it. And it's this is thick. a reason I could never go on Fear Factor. No, 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 no. They're always making them eat something weird. Yeah, or alive, and then they wonder oh. why people get sick. Hence the coronavirus, where it was people eating bat soup or whatever. That is was. that what did it? I don't know the story. I think so. There were people like they that eat these weird things. There was a video of this girl eating bat soup, and you're like, that is disgusting. Or the people that eat the live squid and then it attacks their face. Well, that's what happens. Uh, that's what happens. Wait a minute. All, all of them. Are you saying bad or bat? Bat. Soup? Like bat man, not bad man. Like bat as a form of protein? Like bat as in I'm going to pick this up and bludgeon you to death with my bat. I 
cannot imagine. I am horrified. Google it. And Google it in your your sad room. Is that in like Lancaster. frog legs? I feel like it would mostly be Google like it. bone. Google. I can't. That I can't soup. bring myself to Google it. Yes, you I'm can. Just, I'm. I'd yes, rather Google the peanut butter bubble gum. No, Google it. And let me just tell gum. you, if you don't like fish eyeballs looking at you when you're about to cut into it, you definitely Ooh. don't want to see a bat's mouth <laughs> you know, filled with teeth. If you, if you go to put bat into Google, the first thing that comes up is bat soup. Well, then I followed, wasn't wrong. Followed by bat Masterson and bat mitzvah. <laughs> Same I'd rather thing. know who Bat Masterson is than Bat Soup. Oh, oh my God, Patty! I'm I'm serious. I just got chills. That was horrifying. But then I guess how is that any different than eating tongue? I don't know. Well, this one looks like a dog. It looks oh, like a t I just sent it to you. No, no, stop, stop it! I just saw the the text come in. I'm not clicking on. This. Open it, I'm Aaron. Aaron, you have an obligation to your viewers. Now, stop open up saying my name, Aaron. Open up your viewing. phone. Oh God. Okay, hold on. Ugh. Oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> Patrick. Patrick. Oh my God, I'm like dizzy. That's. Ah, ah. It's like it's saying same cheese. I lit, I'm burning my phone right now. You can't see it. I'll get another. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, you know what? I'm literally trying to close every open tab <laughs> on my phone right now. And the next thing after that is a menu for a place nearby called Sprout Rice and Noodles Vietnamese Eatery. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have bat here? No. Oh, you don't. Oh. Oh. I'll, hmm. I'll find another one. Never it's mind. Fine. That's right. No, I'll keep looking. No, thank it, you, though. It's got, you know that McDonald's in, like, Kuala Lumpur is like, we have to come up with our version of bat soup now. <laughs> you ever travel and go to different McDonald's, like, across the globe? No. I, I, I went into a McDonald's in, in France that smelled like horse. What? Moving on. <gasps> Next question. What can a redhead who weighs 82 pounds teach me anything about food slash dining? And Anne's answer is this. Absolutely nothing. I once mistook a clove of garlic for an entire head of garlic in a recipe. I put two entire heads of garlic into lo mein. Don't ask me why. The one time I attempted to make dinner, I went ethnic. But this thing was so potent, I had to triple bag it when I inevitably threw it out. So no, you shouldn't listen to me. I wouldn't trust me with rice. Damn. I wouldn't trust you with rice either. Stop texting me pictures of this bat right now, or I will block you. Oh, that should be interesting. What can a redhead dot, dot, dot? An 82-pound redhead can tell you lots of things, if you must know. For starters, he can tell you how Shirley Jones prepares her, her fried chicken. The secret is her brown paper bag. Or how to prepare <laughs> sugar water for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and smoke cigarettes like Susan Day. But overall, an 82-pound redhead can be an example of how to manage stardom in your childhood years, bankruptcies, and addiction, and getting back on track. I'm assuming you were talking about little scene stealer Danny Bonaducci, right? From the Partridge <laughs> family? 
<laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's good. Thank you, New Jersey Transit. Uh, maybe I'll use Danny Bonaducci today in the show. Someone's got to. Who? But I, I've been trying to use him for my whole life. Wow. Let him All know. Right. He's probably listening. Wouldn't that be great? It actually Look, would. Look, if I can have Robbie Benson texting me on Facebook, I can have Danny Bonaducci as a listener on my podcast. Isn't I'm Robbie just Benson the... Isn't he, uh, isn't he the beast in Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I'm friends with him on Facebook because I friends like to specialize in 1980s stars. What was the movie that he was in? What was the claim to fame? Um, he, there it is. Ice Castles. Ice Castles. She's blind. That's where Pirates of Penzance. The list goes on. No, the pirate movie. The oh, movie. the pirate movie. That's what it was. Ice the Castle, she's movie. blind, right? Yes. We forgot about the flowers. We forgot about the flowers. What? The is that a... Oh, oh, I was like, is that a title or something? I've never Wait, seen Ice what's Castle. A, what's the song? Ice Castles. We're skating. That's, that, that's not... That's... Wow. <laughs> I think Jules it's, a, I think it's the same song. That... This week. It's, I think wow. it's the same song. For, oh, well, you don't know because you don't like Drop That Gorgeous. Well, every year on Facebook on my birthday, I can rely on a happy birthday from Robbie Benson, along with a link to his website. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah. He's like, happy birthday. And by the way. Visit RobbieBenson.com. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I hope to God he's listening. If you're listening, Robbie Benson, please reach out to me at Dear Pot Official. <laughs> oh, the song was Through the Eyes of Love. Which is different than On the Wings of Love. That's correct. And then I think, aren't they playing the song when she just like trips and falls on the, the ice? Yeah, and that's right. We forgot about the flowers. Yeah, because she... Everyone threw roses on the ice. Wow. He has gotten so much radio play today. Robbie Benson, I mean. This is the perfect advertising the for him. eyes of love. Yeah, I'm only friends with people who were famous in the 80s. Well, I'm sure he him, doesn't really like that. Kathy Rigby, Debbie Gibson. She's a sweetheart, that Debbie Gibson. Deborah, back to Debbie. Back to De Debbie. Don't bite the hand Deborah, that feeds you, fame. Debbie. And now we have a final listener mail question. This is a longer one, so why don't you go ahead? Oh, okay. I don't want to speak. Okay. I don't know who this comes from, but... Oh, my husband and I went to a concert last night at the Rose in Pasadena. When we got there, we saw that it was like a restaurant and a concert venue, but we didn't know that beforehand. We were only there for the concert. When we sat down, the waiter told us that we needed to order a dinner. When we, when we bought the tickets, there was no information like this at all, so we were totally surprised. My husband has celiac disease and literally never eats outside the house. I have no excuse other than I wasn't hungry and didn't want to spend money on food I wasn't hungry for. Are we the worst? Hmm. Maybe. Well, Go for it. This is from Pasadena Rose. Two drink minimums, appetizer plus drink. Tip the doorman, check your coat, tip the hostess, and oof. All this to see the vocal silence of that English chanteuse, Samantha Fox. 
That really chaps my hide. While I'm not familiar with the rows in Pasadena, I'm sure they must have some indications somewhere about food minimums. If it's not stated on your ticket, I would take your purse and your celiac to the manager's office and state your case. I'm sure someone brought their throaty whooping cough of a baby with them and won't be asked to order a greasy bowl of calamari or white Zinfandel, despite ruining the night for the concert course around them. So state your case to the manager and on the way out, steal all their pens and matchbooks. Yes. There you go. Here's what Anne has to say. Dear Worst, you've left something out of your story here. Are you the worst because you didn't order anything? Or are you the worst because, like most of the nation at the moment, you have dietary restrictions? To answer the former, no, you're not the worst. If you didn't order anything, that's on them for not giving you the heads up that this was suddenly a dinner theater. I cry shenanigans on that StubHub omission. As for the former, are you the worst because of your dietary restrictions? Yes. But be that as you're in L.A., you're in the right place. L.A. has so many dietary restrictions. Soon there will be restaurants where they only serve air and will be expensive air, too. Mark my words. Double check the fine print the next time you snag ticks on Groupon. Or... Just live in an allergen-free cave and watch your favorite concerts while eating free air at home. Damn! I thought you said grab your dicks. Grab your dicks and call it a day. <laughs> I just went on the website for The Rose. Uh-huh. Some say to love. See, yeah, some say love and some say two-drink minimum. I mean, a lot of places have two-drink minimums or food minimums if you're seeing a show. Well, I know Birdland um, does. Right, that's the only. Oh, place oh yeah, always. Oh, and uh, oh, there it is. No, it's on the website. Really? If you purchase a ticket at a table, you are required to purchase dinner. You must arrive by seven p.m. Two drink minimum for all. So if you're all, if you're sitting at a table, you have to eat dinner. If you're not sitting at a table and maybe at their bar, you have to have two drinks. All of these places, look, I work in comedy clubs. You always have a two-drink minimum. It's a pain in the fucking ass. I get it. But the dinner minimum, yeah, they should they should have read their tickets more carefully. There's there it is in, in print right in there. So I don't know if they Is it on their ticket or just the website? Because I don't it's normally on the, check the website, website before I go. I would think I would check the website, me myself. Because I think mm. that's where I would buy the tickets. Okay. The Unless Rose they, there's, there's holes in this story here. There really are. I mean, he's right got celiac. I'm... I'm just a bitch. <laughs> that was my friend, by the way. She's adorable. Oh, she's great. A, she's like a, an earth mother. She's wonderful. Um, uh, Eagles tribute band is playing there. Tinsley oh. Ellis opening set by Lightning Willie. It's the a lot Rose. of like, um, oh, wait, <gasps> Aaron Neville is going to be at the Rose in Pasadena on March 13th. What are you waiting for? Aaron, huh? God damn I want, I want you to know you're going to be required to eat dinner. Look at my face. Look at that thing on my face while you <laughs> eat your dinner. Wait, did we did we talk about that video of him and Linda Ronstadt. No, and it's the most—it's one of the most awkward videos. It looks like one of those stock, um, like industrials, 
I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. How she's, she wearing, she's wearing she's wearing like a weird face with that thing. She's wearing like the, a strange pantsuit. He's like nine feet tall. She's three foot four. She's wearing like this long blazer and black <laughs> l- like large sailor slacks, and she's got that aggressive bob with the side part. And you're like, this isn't Roman. This is like a weird like. Hey, are, are you checking the copier too? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love looking. Yeah, in but your what eyes. was his mole wearing? <laughs> A simple three piece because it was the work day. <laughs> I'd love to kiss you, but my mole doesn't find you attractive. Oh. But the mole gets in the way. <laughs> so, oh, wow, wow, wow. I, hate, I hate to interrupt your talent. However, <laughs> it is now time for our last Ooh. segment. Could that be a special cocktail, special to drink? Wait, do it like let's do it like Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville. Ready? Specialty cocktail. Which Go. one are you? Uh, uh, Aaron Neville, obviously. Okay, then I'm I'm okay. I'll try to be Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. Okay, ready? It's time for a specialty cocktail. Specialty cocktail. I can't do Linda Ronstadt, and I can't understand what you're doing. Is it because we're not by a copier together right now? Is it because there's 200, <laughs> you know, miles of distance between us? <laughs> Emotionally, there's not, though. I'm right there with you. I don't know much. I, I do have to. I do have to state that it's actually not in an office building when they're. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I gotta. We'll rewatch it. And we'll put. We'll put a picture up on the Insta. <laughs> Please web. do. Because she hey, looks crazy, by the way. Oh, of course. So, this is on you this week, by yes, the way. Yes, it is. You're I'm reading. Read it. Right. I don't know how to read, so this will be very interesting. Go for so, it. here it is. Today's cocktail is wine. Discovered oh. at a... Are... I just got yeah. really excited about that. Like, I'm going to go to my kitchen right now and grab my wine. Okay. Are you going to interrupt me the whole time, or...? Oh, no, not at all. No. I don't know. We're on a delay. All right. It's like we're calling London. (laughs) Go ahead. So today's cocktail is wine. Discovered at an early age from James Jules Ferris, mother's Sicilian family. Wine. Pour in a wine glass and relax. Damn it. Tasting notes. Wine is an alcoholic drink typically made from fermented grapes. Yeast consumes the sugar in the grapes and converts it to ethanol, carbon dioxide, and heat. Different varieties of grapes and strains of yeast produce different styles of wine. Wine has been produced for thousands of years. The earliest evidence of wine is from Georgia, 6000 BC, Iran, 5000 BC, and Sicily, 4000 BC. In modern times, the five countries with the largest wine-producing regions are in Italy, Spain, France, the United States, and China. Wine what? Has... <laughs> Wait, what was that last one? China. It sounded like you said "gina," like short for vagina. Right. I'm, it's, okay. It's, I love I love doing this over the phone. This is the best. Go right. on. It's it's the it's the president's dialect. <laughs> Wine has long played an important role in religion. 
red wine was associated with blood by the ancient Egyptians and was used by both the Greek cult of Dionysus and the Romans in their... Oh, God, Jim. In their... Bacchanalia. Bacchanalia. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't... Okay. Judaism... Stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Judaism also incorporates it in the, the Kiddush and Christianity in the Eucharist. But... Who cares what Wikipedia says? Have you had a glass <laughs> glass or three lately? Because these grapes never seem to let us down. Hard day at work? Pour yourself a glass. Lunch with a good friend? Pop a cork. And for today's purpose, a good meal. Screw the glass and let's order a bottle. Multi-million dollar deals, birthday wishes, the newly married and the recent divorce have all been toasted with this grape elixir from the gods. Salute, good listeners. For today, we raise this glass to you. Now wipe your mouth. You have red wine lips. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what? I got to say, I heard him uncork and pour that thing, and I had an instant Pavlovian response to it. I was like, oh, that sounds so good. It is a beautiful Chianti. Oh, is it? Yes. And oh, you can't have any. I can't have any of that. But I'm over here drinking some coffee from the Lancaster Coffee Company and some Ooh. water from the tap in my kitchen, which comes with a nice, healthy. Nobody cares dose about that. This is this wine is delicious. No one gives is a shit really? about your Hinkley water, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> Can you we, like this is this is my porn right now? Can you um? Can you explain what it tastes like? This is cruel. It is like the first time that I did a baby sacrifice in college <laughs> during my pledgeship, and I had to drink all the blood out of a newborn. <laughs> Just the purest, purest blood ever. It's like it's like having the first Capri Sun of your lifetime. Oh, but that... it was it was a Capri Sun, so a son from Capri. <laughs> Not, an S-O-N son from <laughs> that is correct from the Isle of Capri oh yeah wow yeah did I ever tell you the one story where my friend bought me um, uh, uh, a ginger uh, origins ginger body scrub uh -oh. which is an amazing product however um, one time I used it and I scrubbed my entire body with it. And I, apparent, unbeknownst to me, had aggressively scrubbed my ass with it. <laughs> For a solid two weeks, I could not sit down properly because I had scrubbed the skin off of my ass inside my cheeks because it was so aggressive. And I think I had some kind of reaction to it that it was like a third degree burn on my butt. Now, when you said accidentally. So basically a ginger scrub, it comes in a tub and you have to just put it on and you rub it in. That's oh, what no, I know, I know what a scrub is. Okay. Scrub well, I'm just but... telling you, unless you're in the shower, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> but so then I... I've never scrub. I've, I don't really know the ins and outs, no pun intended, of a ginger scrub and where it can and cannot be. <laughs> so I just assume uh, I've, I've been, you know, I would like to stay clean fresh and smooth and it's a, 
it's an area that I normally don't aggressively clean, but I'm like, well, it has like all this oil and stuff, so it must must be good, you know, down but there. But for two weeks, it must have felt like you just came back from the beach. No, it came back. I I, I felt like I had just come back from a hot poker party, and everyone was taking turns on my ass. Good God. <laughs> Anyway, no, that was a I, long time ago. It was, you know, lesson learned, lesson learned. Don't go... A long time ago, read two weeks, I'm going to say. That's why I'm not sitting properly on this chair. I knew it. That's why you asked for a donut, <laughs> one of those hemorrhoid donuts to sit on. I just need there to be a little bit of space between my ass and the chair, you know? I've just duct taped your dogs into a circle. <laughs> <laughs> They're very funny. And they just had a haircut. They're very comfortable.